0: Well, thank you so much for having me. It is a great honor to be here and to share the stage with some of the most courageous men that I know of who are fighting and preserving our freedoms and our liberties, who are speaking truth no matter the cost, who will not be bought. So thank you, Michael O'Fallon, Dr. James Lindsay, and all that you do, and all the speakers who are taking the lead and giving courage to people like me to be up here as well. So in addressing a memoryless generation, I'd like to start off with a quote by author G. Michael Hopp. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. As I think about the liberties and freedoms that I have come to enjoy growing up in the United States, it wasn't until the past decade that I really took the time to truly consider the cost of freedom and the sacrifices and the hardships that my grandparents went through in escaping communist China, which created good times for my parents and even better times for my generation. When we talk about the hard times that created strong men, I think about my grandparents on my mom's side, who lived in China and who live in true poverty. Their lives revolved around laboring in rice paddy fields, and no matter how hard they worked, they just couldn't provide the life they wanted for their family, and in some cases couldn't even get the proper nutrition for their children. They dreamed for a better life for their family, and they were determined to move to America for freedom and for the opportunity to prosper. So after years of planning, years of trying, they first made it over to Hong Kong, and then in 1968, with six children, no money, no knowledge of the English language, for the first time, stepped foot onto American soil. And my grandmother declared on her 94th birthday, she has since passed, that this moment was the happiest moment of her entire life. So with hard hard work and determination, the family eventually was able to open a successful restaurant, Chinese, of course, to buy a home and send their kids to college. They had finally achieved the American dream, which they fought so hard for. I'm forever grateful for them and for the value that they placed on freedom and for liberty, and that they fought and they persevered, and they did not lose sight, they did not lose hope in their dreams of moving to America. I will truly never understand that the struggles that they went to and the sacrifices that they've made, but it's my mission to never forget and to always strive to preserve the freedoms and liberties that so many others fled to America for. So what happens when generations start to forget the reasons why their families fled to America? After so many years of enjoying good times, our freedoms are taken for granted. We are no longer vigilant. Complacency and laziness sets in due to lack of adversity, the inability to process and to deal with struggle, with conflict, with hard work, it has now created a weak generation, which in turn is leading us to enter the period of hard times. Some are still under the delusion that America could never lose its freedom. Others are so caught up in the busyness of life and trying to focus on living the American dream, whether it's getting that bigger house, that dream car, that they don't even realize that their ability to live the American dream is slowly or quickly slipping away. Or maybe they know something's wrong or they feel that something's not right, but they're not taking the time, they're not taking that step forward to find out what's happening in the world, what can I do, how can I make a difference? But it takes everyone to be able to take a stand and to make a difference. The longer you wait, the worse it will get. Many of the tactics that Mao used during his Cultural Revolution in China are now being used in our very own country. I know Xi Van Fleet and Lily Tang Williams, they will be sharing more about their own personal testimony as they have actually lived through it. And now they're seeing history repeat itself in front of their own very own eyes. So Mao created his Red Guard through schools and through universities, training Chinese students to destroy the four olds. Old ideas, old customs, old habits, and old culture. Party officials, teachers, intellectuals, anyone that pushed back against them were publicly humiliated. They were beaten, even murdered, some cases driven to suicide after vicious struggle sessions. My great-grandfather on my father's side, he was from a family of wealth, and he was a mayor of a province in China. And he had a large mansion and a lot of land, and so, of course, he was one of the first ones the Communist Party went after. So to escape persecution, he disguised himself as a poor fisherman and escaped to Taiwan. However, my great-grandmother, she was not so fortunate. She was captured by communists, placed in prison, and sadly, where she committed suicide. So these Red Guards, these students, they were used to accomplish an evil mission, and once they got out of hand, Mao sent the Chinese military after them to restore order, and most were sent to the countryside to labor camps to live in poverty. These students were lied to, they were used, and then simply discarded. In America, we have, for many years, blindly trusted the government to teach our children. Unfortunately, our education has been infiltrated with the same dangerous ideologies. Students are being taught America was not a great country built on principles of freedom and liberty, that regardless of your background, your skin color, that anyone can prosper, anyone can can succeed. But instead, students are being taught that we were built on a system of oppression and that only those with white skin color would prosper. This is a cause of division and is an assault on meritocracy which fuels the creation of a weak generation. They are used to tear apart the fabric of our great nation and turning them against those who simply don't agree with them or those very ones who had fought and provided them the freedom for them. And they will eventually, like the Red Red Guards in China, after being used to usher in a new system of tyranny, will be discarded. These dangerous ideologies have infiltrated every facet of our society, including our churches, our workplace, government, communities, even our military. Many of us have awakened to this, and many are not. So it's crucial that we do awaken as many people as we can to minimize the hard times that are about to come. Because what is coming is worse than anything history has ever seen. What is at stake here? What are the hard times that are looming before us if we don't take a stand? Well, freedom of speech, and we've seen this already with the rampant cancel culture, where people are blocked on social media, accounts restricted, they're fired from the workplace. And with my line of business in the travel and events industry, our conservative organizations are being declined access into certain venues because of their conservative values. So there's no place for dialogue anymore, where we can agree to disagree. There's only one line of thinking. Freedom of equality and, the, and equal opportunity to prosper. So not to be confused with equity, which is being pushed right now. Equity is equal distribution of wealth, receiving special treatment, not by your ability to work hard or your skills, but by your skin color, your sexual orientation, which is completely the opposite of why people fled to America. Your cognitive liberty, as you've just seen in Mr. O'Fallon's presentation, with the ushering of the Fifth Industrial Revolution, is where it becomes really scary, where AI and technology mix with humanity, and for the first time in history, They'll be able to read our thoughts and our minds and even replace the thoughts in our minds. The right to private property. World Economic Forum is stating that one of their goals is that you will own nothing and be happy in 2030. The right to bear arms. The U.S. is the only country in which there is a right to keep and bear arms with no constitutional restriction. Can you imagine? We are the only country that, that can protect ourselves from a... Tyrannical government. So it's so important to preserve this right. Freedom of privacy. As we just talked about COVID, many of us gave up our medical privacy to organizations, the government, in order to receive preferential treatment based on whether we have received a vaccine or not. Financial privacy with the ushering in of CBDCs, Central Bank Digital Currencies, where the government and institutions can control how we spend our money. Freedom to participate in a free market, implementing ESG scores, environmental social governance, that are put in place to usher in the tyrannical powers agenda in gaining control of businesses and institutions. Freedom to travel, where you wanna go and when you want to go. We are seeing the decline, especially being in the travel industry, where the push for virtual AI travel instead of actually traveling to the destination, having meetings in different locations due to sustainability efforts which is the E and ESG. So you've seen the increase of expenses in travel, the decline in service, the headaches of air travel. I know Dr. Lindsay had a very terrible time this past week where his preferred airline was five times the cost of another airline. So we booked him on the other airline, which had multiple delays causing him to layover overnight in a different city, then thinking that he would get home and time the next day in the midair, They found out there was engine issues, had to take a landing, more delays. So I know you've experienced it and you've seen it, and it's purposeful. Freedom to eat what you want. We take this for granted. There's a current push uh, that eating meat is not sustainable. It's bad for the environment because all of the emissions from the animals. So let's not take these freedoms for granted. They were fought hard for, and now it is our turn to fight. It's our turn to fight to preserve these freedoms for future generations. We cannot rely on elected government officials. We cannot rely on those who are speaking publicly alone, but it's going to take each and every one of us to make a difference. So as everyday people, like myself, this is my first time actually speaking in public about this. So I really appreciate the opportunity. And, um, and if I can do it, anybody else can do it. So first of all, thank you. So first of all, get educated. The fact that you are here and that you're listening, that's the first step. There's so much to learn, it can be overwhelming at first, but keep going. Keep researching, keep asking questions, talk to those who have survived communism as they are still here. Get involved locally, either with your time, your money, volunteer, I think one of the biggest inspirations is Moms for Liberty. They started back in 2020, the largest grassroots organization, in making a difference in our public schools. And they have risen up, taken the reins, and are protecting our children from these dangerous ideologies that are in schools. Speak up. All of us have a circle of influence around us. Have discussions, don't be afraid. We need to be able to have the ability to talk about these things, even though there is disagreement. Share what you've learned, inspire others to do the same. And I pray that God would bless our efforts as we seek to protect the individual liberties and freedoms that he has so graciously granted us with. Thank you so much.